for me, it's family. It's about family, and that's what's so powerful about it. I mean, I go to Comic-Con and stuff like that, and I meet a lot of these people. And it's it's very powerful for them. Uh, you know, they're, they're showing the films to their children and their grandchildren, you know, and they're sharing something that moved them as a child. And that's, so that's really personal, and I've... I've watched a lot of that over the years and coming in with babies <laughs> that have the little Princess Leia outfit on that I always say looks like, you know, they swallowed the little outfit so the baby wouldn't come out nude and uh, would come out right away into a Star Wars universe. But that's the thing that I think makes it so powerful uh, for a lot of people is it's just an identifying uh, universe and it's something that creates a community so anything that does that is that does heal people when you can have that thing in common and then you can find others so in a way I don't know if it saves lives it probably does but I know I know that it improves them Welcome, everyone, from across the universe to the Wampa's Lair podcast. Star Wars is for everyone, so pull up a chair, get comfortable, and join the conversation with your hosts, Carl LeClaire and Jason Hunt, here in the Wampa's Lair. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another exciting episode of the Wampa's Lair podcast. This is episode 446, Raising Kids on Star Wars. I am, as always, one of your hosts, Carl LeClaire, and I'm joined by two wonderful friends of mine to talk about, you guessed it, Raising Kids on Star Wars. Uh, I'm joined by, of course, good old Zen Kenobi here, as he's known on the interwebs, my friend Ben, and, of course, my buddy Greg. You know him as Ion Cannon. Um, both Greg and Ben are fathers to young people and teenage people. And I've been wanting to talk to them for so long about what it's been like to have kids who also love Star Wars and how that has affected their own experience of Star Wars. So we're going to dive right into this. And I think the most important question to start with, and I'm going to give it to Ben, is uh, Ben, how old are your kids? I've got two kids they are six years apart uh one of my sons is in uh college now so he is 19 years old and the other is 13 hi everyone uh this is my buddy greg just so you can identify voices um so uh i have two kids uh my oldest is now uh six and my youngest is a year and a half so, as you might imagine, only the six-year-old does anything Star Wars related. So, there's going to be slight delays between questions, y'all, because we're actually recording this live in my Star Wars room, which I'm very excited about. But we're swinging a boom stand around, so there might be a quick pause between each of them. Um, but my first question of, of kind of some, some meat here is, uh, when did you first show them Star Wars? Been here. Uh, so, it's, for me... Um, I'm trying to remember with, it was with Nathan and I, I'd actually fallen out of Star Wars fandom for 
quite a while, for 10, 15 years, I think. And Nathan coming back, I mean, Nathan coming into my life, uh, when he started getting to the age where he's interested in things like Star Wars, really like sparked something in me, like wanting to show him that. And so I showed him, uh, I showed him the, <clears throat> I think I showed him episode four first. Uh, and, but what really got him into it as we got a, a Wii and it had Lego Star Wars and that was his real entryway point. So he was when he, when he was six or seven, he got really into, it. we played all the way through all of it together. Uh, and of course, through the whole thing, I had to answer who all the characters were. And then, you know, he wanted to see all of the movies because all of the movies are featured in that that collection so we we went through all of them and it was just kind of fortuitous that not too long after that oh i don't know four or five years after that uh star wars came back man i am i have such fond memories of that video game the lego video game so um i remember in the run-up to the the uh, episode three premiering, I actually bought the prequel one, which was the one that came out first. And so I experienced Revenge of the Sith first as a Lego game and kind of saw some of the plot points, things we knew were coming and then saw that there. Um, so as I'm sure is true for a lot of listeners, um, Star Wars is just in the atmosphere in my house. So it's hard to kind of pinpoint when my son first saw it or first became aware of it. You know, I was certainly watching it when bouncing him late at night or early in the morning when he was a baby. Um, but I will say the pandemic gave us the opportunity to kind of sit down and be really deliberate about it. So I think in April of 2020, so he would have been, uh, Four is that right? No, five. Uh, just about. Uh, he uh, and I just started watching one every couple days, and we started with Phantom Menace, and we went through um, Saga Order. He and I had gone and seen Rise of Skywalker in the theater before that, and he really liked it. Um, but this was our first kind of like, well, let's really see them all. And he was that much older so he could understand what was going on, uh, with them and, and follow the plot a little bit better, obviously not perfect. Um, uh, and so that was kind of when he came alive and then, you know, has since watched everything on Disney plus because parenting during the pandemic stinks. And sometimes <laughs> Disney plus is the best babysitter. So, uh, so he's current on everything. He and I really enjoyed watching bad batch together. And then, um, he uh, is less interested in visions, which surprised me, but has checked out a few of them. Great, thanks. <laughs> um, so this is the question I, I, I think I'm most curious about. Uh, and I think any of us who don't have kids can't know this answer at all, <laughs> which is simply how has their enjoyment of Star Wars affected your own? How has sharing Star Wars with your children affected your own enjoyment of the saga itself? I think I kind of referenced the fact that I'd fallen out of Star Wars. <clears throat> and uh, so for me, uh, Nathan in particular really pulled me back into Star Wars. His, he was enthusiastic about it. And this like childhood enthusiasm of mine was kind of like reborn as well. I mean, I said I'd fall out of fandom, but as a cut kid, I was a giant fan. Uh, so I knew all kinds of, you know, stuff. All this was coming out of me. He's like, who's that? Who's that? And I was like, I remember, I suddenly like remembered, remembering the names of all these, you know, bounty hunters and stuff. And uh, like he, 
I went and got the Bounty Hunters, the short stories book about the Bounty Hunters, and read that to Nathan because uh, he was interested in the Bounty Hunter stuff. And <clears throat> he became a life, uh, he became a very, very big fan of Zuckus, <laughs> which he still is, as you guys know. Um, so, but like for me, it was the first time I was reading it. And I think I started playing X Wing at that point. Uh, just, and that's eventually how I ended up meeting you guys through like Star Wars games and everything. So, yeah, for me, the kids are really what pulled me into it. And in the modern era with my younger son, I think we, uh, when Rebels came out, the, that was the first thing that the, the four of us, uh, well, three of us rather, would all sit down and watch each episode of Rebels when it came out every week. So that's kind of what, like, that pulled me in deeper, I think. Um, so, like I said, you know, really with uh, my son, and his name is Henry. I don't have to be mysterious about that, certainly. Uh, Henry and I have a lot of fun, and he's always wanting to play uh, anything, but particularly Star Wars and, and sharing uh, those experiences. Um, one of the things that, uh, you know, comes to mind when you ask how it's changed my enjoyment is um, that kind of heavy time watching it with him last spring um, coincided with when I became very active on Star Wars Twitter. And Star Wars Twitter is a miserable hellhole I spend a lot of my time in. Um, and, you know, more than anything, people forget that Star Wars is meant for kids, right? And and my main complaints about fandom is when people are like, well, it's not for me anymore, and I'm angry about that. Um, and so for me, Henry has been just this great reminder. Like, he doesn't care about the canonicity of something, right? He, uh, you know, uh, he doesn't care why Emperor Palpatine survives. He's just like, oh, my God, he's using lightning again and gets very exciting. <laughs> so that's been, a, like, a healthy check on me. And whenever I'm getting too in my head about canon or, or frustrated about something, he reminds me, just have fun, right? It's fake and it's in space, so, so have fun with it. Um, uh, and, you know... Remembering to play is also important, and, and that's part of not taking it too seriously. So we we bust out Lego Star Wars. Um, we also uh, have played the uh, recently re-released, uh, I think it's Escape from Hoth board game, or there's the Escape from the Death Star, and then there's a an Empire Strikes Back version. So it's a recreation of like a 70s game, and he loves it. It's like uh, almost like a Candyland mechanic. You just draw a card and go that many spaces and spin a spinner. Um, and he uh, loves it. So it's been great to kind of have fun with that and, and play with that. Well, um, this is me sharing something Greg told me. I remember after seeing episode nine, which is obviously quite divisive, understandably, but you, I remember you telling me that um, uh, Henry loved it. He came home and just wanted to play episode nine. And I think that's, you know, at the end of the day, what whatever you take away from that movie as adults, you know, there was a lot there to want you as a kid, you'd want to go home and play it out, you know, Um so I think, you know, things like that are exactly what's so important about it. Um, but uh, th- th- the next question is, I, I'm i curious because, you know, Ben, especially both your boys are, you know, they're a bit older. I mean, you've got a college son now. Uh, I'm curious if they've ever asked you questions about your own fandom, right? Something silly or bizarre or, you know your own involvement in star Wars, uh, anything like that, that's played out. Uh, I think one thing that makes me think of is <clears throat> when we go to my mother's house, 
she still has my Star Wars toys from when I was little. So I think that's kind of a fun thing because it's there are toys like from the from the nineteen late seventies and early to mid eighties, right? So it's like for them, they're playing with the same kids, the same toys rather that I played with when I was their age. So it's kind of awesome. And, you know, we go through them together and I kind of played with them together and everything. So I think that's like a little glimpse for them of like how long my Star Wars has gone back. Yeah, what came to mind for me for, first is I'm fortunate enough and um, our house has a room in the basement that is uh, finished and my wife said, you can have that for Star Wars as long as I don't have Star Wars everywhere else in the house. So I have a Star Wars room down there and my son is completely confused why it is full of toys that are still in the packaging and will not understand that I just want to hang them on the wall and look at them at times. And the idea that I have drawers full and, and storage bins full of, of toys that I'm just letting be there and in the package uh, baffles his mind. And, you know, honestly, it baffles my mind, uh, my wife's mind as well. And she would like him to just open them and play with them. Um, so that that comes to mind. And I think it has been a kind of funny thing. Um, and he's also gotten me at times, he'll, you know, there'll be something where I'm like, that's not worth anything. And he would love to play with that Attack of the Clones Mace Windu. Like, way better to just let him do that. And he was desperate for a battle droid one day because I didn't have any battle droid figures and there haven't been a lot released. Um, and so he, we dug around in, in old Attack of the Clones stuff and, and that had really been in storage since the premiere. Um, and, and he found one that he wanted and we, we opened it up. And so that was a lot of fun. Um, outside of that, it's what's funnier is not what he asks me about fandom, but how, you know, if we're driving around in the car, I'm usually listening to a, a Star Wars podcast or, or, you know, something related to Marvel or other movies. Um, and then, you know, around the house, I talk about it all the time. And, and you know, I talk about it with all, all of you and, and my friends. And he is confused that not everybody sees Star Wars with that level of importance. Like, he just assumed but until he made his friends at school that, like, Star Wars was a part of everybody's life to that degree. <laughs> and didn't really understand, like, oh, this is just something my dad likes and, you know, not every dad likes. Um, you know, fortunately, one of the first dads we met at the bus stop um, noticed Henry's uh, mask was, was gross. And he was really into Mandalorian. So at least we found another dad to talk to and and be friendly with. But, uh, you know, I, I, I think it seems to me in another day and age that would be like our religion or something and it, yeah, or our politics. And then for my son, it was, oh, not every dad's super into Star Wars with toys in the basement. Well, you know, so when when they kind of got to that age where you decided, all right, I want to show them Star Wars. I want to experience Star Wars with them. What, why was it important to you to share it with them? And that said, was it important to you that they liked Star Wars? Um, I mean, I know you, I know you both pretty well and I know I can probably answer like, no, you wouldn't have cared if they didn't like Star Wars, but for the most part, they've taken to it in, in different degrees, but why was it so important to you to share it with them? Um, that's a tricky question. I don't, I don't know that there was, you know, I kind of stumbled into it a little bit. I don't think there was a moment when I was planning that this was something I was going to share with them exactly. Um, and it was really more that Nathan's enthusiasm sucked me more into Star Wars than the other way around. Um, it is something, though, as they get older, that they, as they start getting other interests and wanting to do other things, it's it's not 
it's not a, it's just, to me, it's just like a, like, oh, they're, they're getting older. Like childhood is, is fleeting, you know, <laughs> they they need to find their own, their, their selves, their own interests. They're all that kind of thing. And you kind of have to like, just, you know, let that go, you know? <laughs> We are what they grow beyond. That is the burden of all fan dads. Uh, Yeah, I'm really not looking forward to that moment. So it is a really funny thing. And, you know, it's something that, you know, when my wife was pregnant and I'm just like fantasizing about what kind of dad I'm going to be. And even like in the hospital holding the newborn, you're like, this is it. And, you know, I've got my buddy. I've got got my my friend to share that with. and yet then when they start to like grow and find their own interests, you're like, yeah, I want to let him be him. He's, he's not supposed to be mini me, right? He's supposed to decide what he likes and follow those interests and, and do all that. So it's a really tricky balance. But um, I think for me, while still letting him kind of do whatever he wants and, and be interested in whatever he wants, I always was looking for like somebody to kind of share that world with um who cared and that sounds really rude but like my wife will listen to me right she will hear me explain how there's a cool new disney plus trailer and 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 ewan's in it and he talks about taking a swing at hayden and i think this and that and she's like that's super buddy and gives me a juice box and tells me to go away uh so uh it's been really fun kind of as henry has gotten into it that um you know i can pull up the trailer for something and he and I will watch it on my phone and we just get really excited. So I think it was important to me that he sees the kind of passion and the creativity star Wars brings out for me and that he's able to share that in his own way, even if um, that's just kind of a model for him pursuing his own thing, whatever that, that own thing gets to be someday Um, at the moment, Marvel sometimes transformers. So the Ben again here, like Greg, what that made me think of is, it's also interesting to see the things that they get into, you know, like I know for you and we got into transformers and Marvel and stuff, which isn't not, not, not out of your wheelhouse either. But like for me, like, uh, Nathan got really into bionicles, like a, a Lego, Lego bionicles to have their own little whole world and history and everything. And I had to learn a bunch about that because he would talk about it all the time. And, and, uh, and Nathan, I'm sorry, Jaden, the same way is kind of, he's gotten into, uh, different, uh, anime series and he's down into like Harry Potter and stuff right now. So it's interesting. Like, I think what they've learned a little bit, uh, is that you can be a fan and explore these and like get really into these stories to find something out of them. It doesn't matter if it's star Wars or not, but there's sort of like a, there's something else to it where it's like they can use their imaginations in that way. Yeah. It, this is a question I didn't prepare either of you with, so I'm going to just throw it at you because it just got me thinking. Is there anything in Star Wars that you feel connected to as a parent? Like, is there a particular theme or scene or moment that kind of comes to mind that you've thought of more deeply now because you're a parent? Uh <clears throat> Well, something that's interesting for me, I haven't thought this through yet, so I'm kind of like talking as I go, but <laughs> is that um, both, of my, both of my children uh, came into my family through adoption. And so it's interesting to me, I have some 
problems with the way that Star Wars deals with adoption. I also have some parts in Star, in Star Wars that I think um, kind of kind of work really well. So in a way, like watching Star Wars Rebels with them was interesting because it's not it's not a story about that exactly, but it is a story about like Ezra is this is this kid who doesn't have a family. Uh, he had a family, right? It's a tragedy for him that he doesn't have a family. And he comes into this family with like Kanan and Hera and the others. And Kanan has to let, is like learning how to be a good father, right? And kind of had like a teacher, but kind of like a father figure, really. So I don't know. Something about watching that with them really, really connected. And I really, I, I liked that. Well, and. Uh, not to put words in your mouth, but I know when Visions came out, you celebrated that there was a pretty good adoption story, especially for Star Wars, uh, Lop and Ochi, as yeah. it, I believe. Um, and I, I remember you had said that before I got to it. And so when I got to it, I was like, you know, thinking about it in the context of what that means for other family structures that don't get represented well in Star Wars. And um, I think that's just really fantastic. Um, you know, I jokingly moments ago quoted from that that scene in Last Jedi, and, and that comes to mind as a moment where, you know, um, I connect to that both as a father and as a teacher that, um, you know, I, I, so I, I teach first years in college, and I'm basically always their terrible first semester, and then they get their act together, and they move on, and they do great things, and their GPA recovers and all that, but it's like I have to experience this kind of rough patch with them as they go on, um, and so uh, I think there's a way in which that feels like child uh, or, or parenthood as well, that, um, you know, parenthood, we fantasize about the good moments, and I'm going to play catch, and I'm going to play lightsaber or whatever, but what parenthood really is, is like 24-7, want to, you know, be anywhere else uh, but in your house um, uh, at times, uh, not 24-7. 24-7 job, need to be elsewhere from your house sometimes. Um, and I think, you know, um, when I think about about Star Wars and, and, and parenting, um, there is just this reminder that it is there are the the difficult times, right? Being a hero isn't all glory. Being a hero is doing the doldrums, doing the training, as well as uh, blowing up the Death Star. And so, you know, I often draw strength from my favorite characters, Obi-Wan, of course, and and Yoda, and and even Qui-Gon, and think about how patience is required, right? Strength to... Uh, endure and to get through those those dark moments so that the good moments feel um, all the better. Um, I will admit that this is a safe space, right? Um, I don't honestly, personally, haven't connected very much with Din and Grogu. Like it, when I hear critics and fandom respond to that, it's like it's a dad and son story, and, and I, I certainly don't disagree with that. But when I watch those two, it's like it doesn't click for me on that register. And and maybe I'm just a cold, soulless man, or maybe I just need Obi Wan to premiere. Like, I mean. I I know what, I know what you mean. Like I I love that story. Uh, it's one of my favorite things in Star Wars. But yeah, the the dad part it seems to. I don't know. I actually don't that many dads that it connects with. <laughs> <laughs> and I I mean I'm trying to figure out what it is. I think part of it is like I you know it's great seeing um, uh, Din grow. But he's just not a great dad. He's not a great like he's not really a good role model as a dad, particularly. So maybe that's part of it. Yeah. You don't like to wipe up uh, Jaden's vomit when he vomits up all his cookies <laughs> with your with your shirt you're wearing. 
Um, no, that's good stuff. Uh, so I think uh, one of so one of my favorite books I've ever read, um, and I, I know Greg has taught this book in one of his classes, but it's Tenasi Coates' Between the World and Me. And there's this beautiful moment in this story. It's a story written to his son. And he he relates the story about ex- experiencing his son experiencing wonder. I think they were at a museum or something, and, and he sees his son just have this profound sense of wonder and, and, and it just fills him with a sense of wonder. So in that bent, it has me wondering, um, have you ever had a moment like that with, with any, any of your kids experiencing star Wars in that way? Kind of just that, that pure sense of wonder that star Wars is at its core all about. Uh, it's, I mean, honestly, I think the best moments of wonder have ha- have happened have not always been about Star Wars but there is one thing I will uh I that's just from a couple of years ago with Nathan when he's 17 uh, <laughs> I he is loves Zuckus and he <laughs> he cosplays Zuckus he did he played cosplay Zuckus at uh Star Wars Celebration in Chicago and uh, a couple of years ago we went to the um the convention in um uh, Providence, Rhode Island, and he met uh, Kathy. Darn it, Zuckus. <laughs> <laughs> Kathy, Kathy, the ac- Kathy, the actress who plays Zuckus. Um, he, he'd be outraged, he'd really outraged at me. So he ri- he wrote her a letter when he was twelve, and he she wrote back, and he corresponded with a couple times, mostly trying to get an autographed photo from her and it not working out, but. Just it was just funny. Like she would, she like wrote him. They started emailing, and she like emailed him. I'm going to be in Florida, and he's like, "Can we go to Florida?" I was like, "No, we're not going, <laughs> not going to some convention in Florida so you can meet her." But he finally got to meet her, and it was so fun. It, well, we went through a whole hassle trying to actually get her photo, and it didn't work out. And she was so apologetic. Like we found, you know, we found her later at her booth or whatever. Like she, uh, she and Nathan like hugged and talked and had photos she asked nathan to ask her a question at this panel she was doing later and he did that it was just really funny i think and like he went back and talked to her a couple times it's just it it's not a moment of awe exactly but it's like a moment of me seeing like wow he really connected with star wars and had this like (laughs) peak moment meeting a actress that he thinks is one of the biggest people in the world and most people don't know a lot about (laughs) (laughs) Oh, that was such a fun day. I was I was there with them, and um, you know, no offense to the actress whose name we can't remember, which is probably the biggest offense. But but Nathan was literally the only person that day signed up for a photo op with her, and it, the confusion <laughs> resulted from not knowing getting to the right booth and things like that. The fault of the convention center, not her or you all. But I just remember thinking, like that woman came all this way, and this is the one guy who like. <laughs> thinks she's a superstar and can't believe everybody else in the convention isn't lined up to get her autograph for someone I could have ridden the subway with and never would have known I was, I was standing with Zuckus. So it was really special to, to watch that and witness that. Um, you know, it's hard. Wonder is such a hard emotion to capture. And I, I do think, you know, uh, I think about the larger world and the other things we've done, certainly more than, than Star Wars necessarily. But, um, one of the things my, again, kind of this 
developmental leap that happened during the pandemic to now have a first grader uh, as as opposed to a preschooler. Um, and uh, when we watch things now, he theorizes. And his theories are completely things that are like text. Not even like – he like – like, dad, 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 I think – Anakin Skywalker might be related to Luke Skywalker. Um, but he will now, like, that, he, could, he does a little better than that, but he'll jump up and he'll walk back and forth across the living room, kind of making a karate chop motion on his pond and be like, if this is true, then we could say this is true. And that means Ahsoka's no longer a Jedi. I'm like, Yes, the episode was called I Am No Jedi or whatever. Yeah, Jedi No More or what have you. So um, so that's been really fun to see, again, kind of this this thought process leap um, and getting involved in a, in a fictional world in, in that way. Um, and then your earlier story reminded me, so I don't have a trunk of 70s and 80s toys because I'm not that rich uh, and wasn't alive then. Uh, yeah, or old. <laughs> um, but I do have a trunk full of 90s toys, and um, it's a – it's like a, a coffin-sized bin. It's probably five feet by two feet um, and like two feet deep. Um, and I remember the first day, it was just like Henry and I were home all day. Mom was at work, and it's like, I'll bring it up from the basement. And the the opening of that trunk, and it's just you know crammed full of vehicles and figures and accessories. Um, and he acted like it was like Mary Poppins' bag, right? He just kept reaching in and finding something else, and and like being amazed and like this too. And I, you know, if I could pull out a missile and stick it in the T sixteen so it shot, he would be like, oh my god, it does that too. And um, and it was really funny. And and you know, it, again. Uh, decade, decade and a half's worth of collecting back then. Um, and then it's all in this one bin. And all the things he picked out, he picked out um, the Shadows of the Empire Luke Skywalker. So he's dressed as a Coruscant guard, I believe is what it's called. So it's kind of like a, it's the the red of the Royal Guards, but it's got a totally different helmet. Um, and my son named this character X-Spy. And X-Spy goes on adventures. He has lightsabers. He has blasters. He has all the starships. And it's like that's to him is like the coolest Star Wars character is X-Spy, which, again, nobody else would pick that figure out of the bin because it's, you know, it's an EU thing that's that's silly at the end of the day. Okay, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to ask two more questions that I hadn't sent you beforehand because they just kind of popped in based on – the things you're you're sharing right now, um, and and this is I'm going to relate this to little things that I know about you with your kids. So Ben, I remember for instance when Resistance started, which was a show that I don't believe the, between the three of us we weren't particularly excited about, and but we also understood like oh this is not you know this isn't made for us, but your son Jaden loved it. And you went on the hunt for all those resistance action figures. What was that like bringing those home to Jaden and watching him make sense of them? And then to save time with the boom swinging for Greg, I'm curious with you, Greg, when you're watching Henry in the living room playing out his stories, what does that bring up for you? So, Ben, you first. Well, uh, one thing with resistance in particular, I'll um – I'll share a photo of this later, but Jaden, um, he made a, we had a, he got a box from Ikea and he like on card, he wrote 
this whole like Star Wars resistance and like in different colors and everything. And he got packing tape and he put it all on top of the box and kept all of the figures together in the box, which probably was a little bit of collecting influ- <laughs> influence, whatever. Uh, but I, I really love, I really like got a real just kick out of that. I, I saw, I, he's, uh, he's like, Oh, you can put this box in the basement now with your Star Wars stuff or whatever. But it's all right. I've definitely kept that. I'll always have that box with the card that, like, his Star Wars Resistance card, because that was really just cool. Yeah. Uh, what does it bring up for me to watch Henry play with my toys? That was the question? Yes. Uh, so, um, you know, there's no way in which that box getting open doesn't take me back to playing with it myself and collecting it myself and and all of that and you know and sometimes you see something get cracked or bent and you're like I really <laughs> liked that or or whatever but you know it's the price right like I I bent things and I cracked things and and he's going to um as well um you know so so there's no way it doesn't feel nostalgic and it doesn't uh feel like memory but um i think because i teach writing and and this is i I live in so much of the world of literature i just like to eavesdrop on the stories he writes and i'm interested to see what those stories are influenced by and you know we'll watch a movie i'm sure your boys do this too or did this where um you know we watch a movie and suddenly that gets incorporated into its play even if it's like uh you know the other night we all sat down for a family movie um, and we watch Back to the Future and suddenly the Star Wars characters are like traveling through time now and, and things like that. Um, so that's that's certainly um, something that gets brought up. Um, and I, I, I think, you know, whatever small modicum of Internet fame I've achieved um, has basically been on the back of, of cool play moments with Henry. So so my favorite tweet I ever made of all time is. Um, when Toys R Us was going out of business, rest in peace, dear Toys R Us, I picked up one of the Power Wheels land speeders for 75 bucks. I think they were 500 originally. And so I just made a video of, of Henry tooling up and down the driveway. And I just <laughs> followed him with my iPhone. You know, I was two inches behind his head. And I, I said, you know, something like, we've recast at Hamill himself. Um, you know, sorry, but jobs taken. Um, and Mark Hamill actually shared it and commented on it and said, oh, we got to see his face. Like, that's that's the whole point. And so then I posted a picture of Henry posed next to the Landspeeder and, and Mark Hamill commented on it. And it was just like such a special uh, kind of moment of wonder that came out of just silly play. Um, and I have another video that was popular um, of uh, – Henry's spinning his lightsaber. Uh, just we're walking down the street. He's he starts spinning his lightsaber, and and I'm just in the background singing "Duel of the Fates." Um, and uh, and again, it was like I posted it mainly to like it was early in the pandemic. Because like let's just brighten my friend's day, and they'll see this. It got like you know 500 likes or whatever, something big for my level of internet fame. I'm like clearly the world needs more of this. It needs more kids just having fun and. Not, you know, again, getting away from canon fights, getting away from fights about whose character means what or, or anything like that. You know, I brought to mind one thing I was thinking about with Nathan was one who would play with toys a lot. And Jaden's a different kind of player. He's like, see, he's definitely one who was, goes into the yard and swing would swing a lightsaber around. <laughs> definitely a player. And he <laughs> likes to he liked to wear well not as much now of course but he liked to wear costumes a lot. Like he would come up with costumes and make up his own made up his own Darth Vader costume at one point and he uh, we proposed the idea to him once that he could go meet Billy D Williams and he could 
dress up as uh, Lando. And he got really into it. And even uh, his mom got caught on to his enthusiasm and made a cape for him. <laughs> and yeah, and he went and he, he, he went and, you know, he practiced. Like, I, I unfortunately missed it because I had to do some, I missed a couple moments there, but he just connected with Billy D. Williams for. 60 seconds <laughs> and had pra- swapped the lines back and forth that he'd practice his Lando lines or whatever. And it was pretty, and it was great, you know, and he did the photo. So I, I don't know. That was just a, uh, his, yeah. his style is probably not as much to like play with the, the toys and reimagine things, but inhabit the characters yeah. in a way <laughs> and in his, in his mind. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I remember the, I remember the photo that he did with, with Billy D and, Jaden is like he's he's being Lando in that yeah. photo. <laughs> it's it's so great. Um, so one other question I have that I didn't ask you about, and this is just because again I I feel like Ben, you're gonna have a little more to say than this from what I know than Greg necessarily. But what do you do when your child disagrees with you about Star Wars? Because <laughs> because that's gonna happen, and I know you know Nathan who is you know he's a He's in college now, very, very bright young man, uh, has very strong opinions about Star Wars that don't always align with your own. So what's that like, parenting around that? Well, teenagers get very strong opinions. (laughs) (laughs) And if there are teenagers into Star Wars, they get very strong opinions about Star Wars and what's right and what's wrong. (laughs) So, yeah, I mean, it's funny. I mean... I, I always, I, it's funny. There's so much stuff around this with Twitter and everything that I even hate to talk about it because, yeah. but he did not like the last Jedi <laughs> <laughs> and oh my God, I hated talking to him about it <laughs> every now and then it would come up and be like, no, stop. I don't want you to start telling me all the dumb things in the last Jedi again. No. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I, I think he in general, he was not a big fan of the sequel trilogy in general, which is funny because he's so young, but he, he's was like an, he was like a 40-year-old, a, a man in his 40s like me, in that he was like, he's like an OT guy, right? Like he watched the OT stuff when he was seven, and that's, what, that's like the real Star Wars to him. <laughs> it, was, it was just kind of crazy like I was talking to this. We were switching roles or something. It's like, you should like this. This is the new thing. <laughs> this is for you. <laughs> right. <laughs> I'll, I'll just share a memory of, of your son, not mine, uh, which is that, you know, I know one of his sticking points. I'm I, uh, unapologetic, mega fan of, of Last Jedi. And one of the sticking points for him has always been the death of Admiral Akbar. And Admiral Akbar deserved better. And so whenever I see some kind of trolley thing remotely related to that i texted to ben and many times ben has responded like okay this is funny if you send it to me but please don't show this to nathan because i will only hear about this for at least three weeks (laughs) and and it just always makes me laugh that you're like not protecting him you're protecting yourself from him and from his reaction to that um but that's my best thought on that yeah my, my son's too crazy if we get in a fight it's like he tells me Empire Strikes Back is number seven, and I just tell him you're wrong, and and we fight more. So, <laughs> oh yeah, um, well that's funny with Nathan about Last Jedi because I'm pretty sure Greg had to parent me around Last Jedi in <laughs> 2017 as well. So, <laughs> Greg had a 33 year old son <laughs> in that in those months. Um, 
But, uh, well, to, to, you know, I, I kind of want to swing this back then on into the positive note. And, um, and again, I apologize. I didn't give you this question either, but sometimes the, the joy of asking folks questions is just what kind of pops in as you're having the conversation. Um, but kind of a catch all, but can you just share one very vivid memory of sharing something in particular in Star Wars? And to give you a moment to think about that, I'm going to share one about your own son, Ben. <laughs> um, and I remember when season one of Mandalorian came out and we gathered at your house to watch chapter two, the child and Jaden was Nathan there. Actually. Wow. I just, I remember Jaden vividly and I just remember sitting on the floor. You have a, incredibly comfortable, huge beanbag chair made for adults, clearly. And Jaden was just so excited about that episode. And I remember thinking, it's funny because now chapter two is either my favorite or second favorite episode in all of Mandalorian. But when I first watched it with all of you, I was like, I don't know, because it felt so different from the previous episode, right? The chapter one, it was so exciting and fast paced. Then chapter two was just different. But watching it with the two of you, but specifically Jaden, and Jaden was so excited about the Jawas. <laughs> and, and like, you know, again, I don't have children, but just seeing Jaden's excitement. When I went home that day, I was like, maybe that was actually a really good episode. And then when I watched it again, I was like, this is really good. These Jawas are great. Jaden was right. <laughs> uh, I think the the thing I would mention is probably when – you know, I'd been into Star Wars for a while. Rebels had come out already. And uh, when The Force Awakens opened, it was, like Greg mentioned, sort of it can become like a religion in your family or something. Mm-hmm. So I think uh, we all went to see it. Um, it's funny now, knowing so I'm a bigger Star Wars fan now, we went to see it, you know, on the, on, on the Saturday. <laughs> I wasn't on Twitter really. I just like skipped Twitter for a little while. So I thought it was right. Anyway, uh, you know, we all dressed up in bits of bits of Star Wars costume that we had, and you know, it was just. I felt like we were on our way to something big. Yeah. <laughs> it was really, it was really a fun experience. Like, like all of us were kind of like, you know off to like the cathedral for an important experience. It was really funny. So I think that's something that will always kind of stick in my mind when I think of that. Yeah. Yeah. I think I had already seen it five times by you, the time you went to your first one. Uh, Cause I go a little overboard, but um, my, every time one of the sequels premiered, I, it always worked out that it was the weekend of my work Christmas party. So I would leave work on Thursday and then see my coworkers again Saturday night, and I'd be like, "They'd be like, did you see it yet?" I'm like, "I've seen it seven times." <laughs> like, <laughs> um, so a really vivid memory. Uh, so this is totally goofy, but it's something I hope Henry will remember because it was such a joy for me. But he and I had a ritual where, when we were watching Force Awakens, especially like just when when it was playing in the the living room, um, I would sit right at the edge of the couch and, and spread my legs and put my hands down as like a, a little hammock. And he would sit there. And then when the attack on Takadana happens and the music kids kicks in, we would together say it along with grumpy old Han Solo, which is it's the resistance. Um, and then the music kicks in and he would sit in my hands and I would lift him around and I would move him back and forth. <laughs> 
and you know the best I could whatever X-wing is swooping in on screen I would swoop him down and I would pick him up and swoop him to the left or to the right um and he always cheered and he would he would make the the laser sounds and he would get really into it um and then be immediately let down when the space battle stopped cuz I wasn't going to like do that for the next hour so um so uh recently I think you know probably September I I watched it again and um my daughter is now a year and a half and so she was getting fussy so I was like well this is this is the ritual so as we got to that part i picked her up and then when it started i started swooping her henry was not pleased he's like whoa 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 and got his sister out of my hands and then as a six-year-old sat down and i could like barely lift him and swoop him like dude i like this isn't our relationship anymore um but uh so i hope that means that he remembers it and he he thinks fondly of it um and and something uh we could have used more space battles in the sequel trilogy to do more of that with him it's really just that one and rogue one we can we can do that pretty well too oh man maybe maybe i do want kids i don't know maybe who knows (laughs) um well you know just to kind of close this out then and this is this is finally a question i did send to you to you guys um you know there's so obviously now you know star wars is going to be immortal it feels like like they're going to be telling stories till the day the three of us are dead i'm pretty sure of that um so that said though is there anything coming up that you are excited to share with your kids like any any particular movie or anything at all obviously the disney parks are open now what are you most looking forward to sharing with them uh well so uh, my son nathan he's coming home from college this this week after his first semester. And uh, I'm excited that Boba Fett's coming out because he is a big bounty hunter fan and he's really looking forward to this. He's like, he read the War of the Bounty Hunter comics and everything to look for the Zuckus parts mostly. <laughs> and he'll be watching every episode of Boba Fett to see if Zuckus turns up in that episode or whatever. But it's awesome that it happens to be like that time of year and he'll be, he'll be home until January. So we'll get to watch a, a some a bunch of it. We'll get to watch some of some of it at least together when the when the episodes premiere. So that's what I'm looking forward to. I think it is Zuckus is the second lead, right? Starring <laughs> Kathy Zuckus. Uh, yeah. Uh, I mean, there's a lot. I mean, my my obsession is Kenobi, so he's going to watch it with me, and he's going to be silent while we watch it. Uh, but um, more than anything, um, I've been saving up money the last year uh, because I want to take him to Galaxy's Edge, and I want to do it right. Um, and I know that that requires a lot of money. So uh, so that's what I'm most looking forward to. Um, my, my father has a timeshare in Florida, so we can stay down there for free. Um, so we're going to do a, a cast boys trip of the three generations of us and uh, go to Galaxy's Edge. And my dad is not a Star Wars fan. He only puts up with it because of me. Um, but he loves Disney World and wants to experience that with Henry. So the three of us are going to go down and build lightsabers and droids and drink all the drinks in the cantina and just do it do it upright. Um, and then uh, hopefully that's something memorable for him. I will say I took Henry this year to Star Wars Night at Fenway Park here in town. Um, and he was terrified of the costumed people. So I'm not optimistic about that part of Galaxy's Edge. Although when we were talking about it um, earlier tonight, he said, um, well, I got to meet the real Kylo Ren. Like, that's what he was excited about. So I'm like, all right, we're, we're going to get there. We can pretend that's the real one uh, for now. I am uh, kind of envious of you because Henry's going to be 
the perfect age. You guys are going to have the best time. And yeah. and it is I there is the real Kylo Ren at Disney. <laughs> he feels like the real. There's also the real Chewbacca. Uh, <laughs> yeah. So so I think it's going to I think he's just going to have an amazing time. And they're so good at that stuff at Disney that they can uh just make kids feel comfortable with with everything. I mean, I I really think he's going to is going to blow them away. Mm-hmm. And you yeah (laughs) well that's awesome (laughs) you know that that that's kind of all i had um to ask you about and i and i know obviously those of you listening i know that there are a lot of folks who listen to the show who are also parents and have been you know sharing memories already with with their children around star wars um, so, you know, like, like every time we put out an episode, you know, if you want to share any of your own stories, we always love to hear those. Um, but before we wrap this up, is there anything else like that you feel like you didn't get a chance to say about being a, a star Wars parent that maybe I just, just slipped through the, the questions or anything, anything else you, either of you want to say before we, before we wrap it up. I'm a professor. I'll always talk. Uh, I guess this is uh, just uh, advice. So it was a really popular topic for a long time to debate how you introduce your kids to Star Wars and particularly what order. Um, And this was – I remember this conversation happening in the early days of Star Wars podcasting about do you do OT and then PT or do you do, um, you know, saga order? Um, and so I just – knowing that you also have a lot of people who aren't parents and, and probably have those debates with your head, I think my best piece of advice is um, just be patient. Go wait and be go slow. Um, you know, I, I once heard somebody say they introduced their, their, their kid – I don't know if it was a son or daughter – to the first movie. And then like two months later, we're like, oh my god, they made a sequel to Star Wars. Do you want to see The Empire Strikes Back? Let's check this out. And that is more and more impossible and, you know – um, you know, people always say like, well, I want my kid to be surprised by the Darth Vader revelation. And it's like Phineas and Ferb will spoil that or, you know, or a YouTube video they watch when you're not home. So it's really hard, but I think, I, I think to be patient with it and just, it's, you get a better reward if they can actually understand what they're watching instead of just, you know, flashing images on the screen. Um, I once heard somebody who really wanted their kids to love Dungeons and Dragons as much as they love Dungeons. Like this was their life goal was, was like, I want my kids to be into D and D cause it's been so much a big part of my life. And so their decision was they, had a trunk in their attic and they just put all the coolest D stuff at the top of that trunk and just waited for their kid to open it up and cha- take a peek at it and as soon as they did they said like don't go in that trunk that's adult stuff that's not for you uh and made it this kind of you know fantasy thing uh for their kids so that's a little extreme but i always think i'm like why didn't i do that why didn't i, I hold back a little bit more so i'm i'm in the middle of my second run now so i'll i'll wait and try to introduce it to my daughter a, a little more slowly despite the fact she's already uh, wearing a jedi like my father before me t-shirt I, I guess uh the only thing i'd say that i kind of mentioned before is uh you know let your kids teach you about mm-hmm. star wars and stuff as well you know just see what they're into whether it's star wars or other stuff um i think i've learned the most and gotten the most appreciation from kind of listening to their crackpot theories and uh <laughs> and all that about star wars i so i guess yeah i i, I agree like i i'm glad i didn't really have a strategy for introducing it because i think you don't want to build things up right yeah. instead just kind of let 
be amazed by whatever happens. You know, that's that's what I would say. Well, I appreciate you both coming over to to talk about this, and and I appreciate all of you listening and dealing with the the sound difficulties. I'm sure there there were a few, and I apologize for that. Uh, but yeah, I mean, I think it's again for those of us who who can't know this because we don't have children. I think it's always really wonderful to be reminded how much Star Wars can mean to a young person. Um, I mean, I've, I've worked with young people a lot in my life doing youth ministry. I mean, I'm, I'm working with middle schoolers again right now, and quite a few of them really like Star Wars, so I love listening to them just talk on and on about Star Wars. Um, because young people just, they have that passion we all had too when we were seven, eight, nine years old and beyond. Uh, so I just appreciate you taking the time to tell me some of these stories and tell me some of the things you've learned uh, about your own experience of, of the saga. Uh, so just to save one last swing around of the boom, I'm going to tell you how to get in touch with Greg and Ben <laughs> because uh, um, in case you want to, you know, share any comments or any of your own stories that relate to some of the ones they told. So I know Greg is obviously, like I've said before, he's on Twitter at Ion Cannon as well as on Instagram at Ion Cannon. And Ben is on uh, Twitter at Zen Kenobi, also on Instagram at Gonk Squadron. Um, so did I, did I get those right? Great. Um, so yeah, everyone, thank you so much for checking out this episode of the Wampus Lair podcast. This was a lot of fun. And, and you know, the, the day this, this is going to come out is about a week after Thanksgiving, after we've all been with family, which is sometimes tough, sometimes great. <laughs> um, so hopefully these, these, these fun stories will, uh, bring some bring some warmth to your heart as yoda would say uh so again thank you everyone so much for listening to this episode of the wampus lair podcast uh raising kids on star wars i am carl for ben and greg and the spirit of jason we will see you next time here in the wampus lair <laughs>